This week on Morbidly Intoxicated, I'm going to tell you the murder of Junko Furuta. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. This week on Morbidly Intoxicated, I'm going to tell you guys about the murder of Junko Furuta. Hey, you want to grab a drink? Deafen them. And we're back. We're back at it. Back, back, back. In a new locale. <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully the audio will sound a little better. Yeah. We are now in my mother's house. <gasps> it's my house, too, kind of. Carl. I don't think she would agree with that. <laughs> She's like, really? You're never here. <laughs> She's like, hmm. Mm. Um, yeah. Now we won't boil to death either. We won't boil to death. Not gonna hear any more fucking birds. Yeah. <laughs> you may hear a slight bark because my dog is going deaf. And so sometimes he barks randomly <laughs> to assure himself that he can. I just wanna preface this by saying this case took took place in Japan. I might not pronounce some of these words correctly. It's a lot of names. It's gonna get confusing. I'm gonna keep it by Junko's first name and then everybody else's last name so it'll be a little bit easier to kind of okay differentiate um before i get into this case and i will put a warning before i go into it because we're gonna get into the details after the break this does include rape and torture oh and she's underage sorry oh <laughs> I'm sorry. oh and by the way <laughs> Well, she's 17, but I mean... Oh, well, still. Though. Yeah, still. Junko Furuto was born January 18th of 1971 in Masato, Siyatama Prefecture, uh, which is just like a different region in Japan. It's kind of like how Canada has providences. Oh, okay. Junko was a 17-year-old Japanese high school student who was considered a good girl by her classmates and peers. She also worked at uh, an electronics store after school part-time to help her family. She was also a very hard-working student. She didn't do drugs or miss any school. She was widely popular and attracted the attention of a lot of boys in school. She was gorgeous. Oh my gosh. Hold on, let me pull mm. up a picture. There she is. Look at her. Oh, she's so cute. Yeah, isn't she? Oh. No. Super pretty. Super nice cheekbones. Super nice cheekbones. <laughs> One boy in particular named Hiroshi Miyano, uh, who was affiliated with the Yakuza, asked her on a date, but she respectfully but firmly declined, which made him furious. Do you know what the, the fuck's y- the Yakuza? You don't know what the Yakuza is? It's, I feel like I've heard this term, but... It's the Japanese mob, basically. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I was like, I feel like I know it. The police officers in Japan do not carry guns. The Yakuza carries guns. That's terrifying. And he's a high school student. Yeah, was he, was this like a family, you know, like my, my uncle's in the mob? Um, I don't know about that. It just said he had affiliations with uh, the It could Yakuza. be family members or something. Yeah, it's quite possible. On November 25th, 1988, she was riding her bike home from work and was quote unquote randomly assaulted and knocked off her bike. This is when Miano ran across the street and helped her up, offering to walk her home. She agreed, but she was very hesitant with good cause. Because after they started walking, three other boys that were around the same age helped kidnap Junko. No. 
I'm sorry. Okay, so like I said, I'm going to use the last names because there's so many fucking names in this. It's going to be hard to keep up. Okay. So Miano was one of the boys, and then the three new boys were Minato, Joe, and uh, Watanabe. Okay. Junko was held at the residence of one of the teenage kidnappers, Minato, which is one of the new boys Mm -hmm. that helped. His parents rarely visited him, so when they were there, Junko was told to pretend to be the kidnapper's girlfriend, but the parents quickly caught on and did nothing. What? I think they were scared of their son. Are all these kids in the mob? Yeah. What? They're, they're all, like, affiliated with the Yakuza. Okay. Right. Junko was forced to call her parents and tell them that she was okay, but she was running away and staying with a friend, which, for some reason, her parents were like, yeah, that tracks. What? She's like a straight A student. Uh huh. Doesn't Good do any girl, drugs. All yeah. Of that. Has never missed a day of school. Like, and she's like, peace. Like, I'm like, leaving. yeah, that makes sense. Right. All right. Bye. They're like, oh, yeah. No, no, no that's, yeah. Okay. I'd be like, the fuck you are? God's Go ass home. <laughs> Get your the ass hell? home. <laughs> they were so scared on what would happen if they were to interfere with the Yakuza. Okay, that's fair. So it's everybody fair. knows that this is some sort of like Yakuza mob thing. Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. One boy that took part of the torture in Junko told his parents what had happened and the police were called. Minato's parents even lied to the police, telling them that they could look around the house if they were interested because they had nothing to hide. The police took the word of the Minatos and left without searching the home. Excuse me? Okay, but you That is wrong. You have to understand, the way Japan works, everyone is supposed to be super honest and and everything like that. And the Yakuza kind of gets, like, a blind eye turned to them. Which, I mean, I can get it because it's, like, a big fear thing, you know? Yeah. Well, it's crazy because in a lot of parts of Japan, they don't even lock their doors because they they feel like they are that safe. People are that respectful. It's part of their culture to yeah. to be honest and all of that. Also, search the house, bro. I've seen that in like American TV shows and in American cases too, though. They're like, oh, well, they said they had nothing to hide, so search the house because they said they have nothing to hide and that you could come in and search the house. Yeah. So just do it anyway. Oh my gosh, I scream at the TV, even if it's not like an actual true crime case. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) Just search the house. I would rather people use the resources and say, oh, we didn't find anything than not use the resources. Right. That's so dumb. So Junko stayed at the Minato residence for 44 days being sexually assaulted by a hundred men. Oh my god. The original plan for Junko was that Miano was going to sexually assault her and let her go. Since he had ties to the Yakuza, they weren't worried about her talking. After they kidnapped her, though, they decided to fully kidnap her. I don't know what the fuck that what means. What the hell does that mean? I literally wrote oh, my we've notes. we've only been half-assed kidnapping her? <laughs> no, look, I literally wrote, I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> what is that? Like, in my notes, too, when I was writing all this down, I'm like, I don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> what? Fully kidnap her? You've already kidnapped her. Right, like, exactly. This next part is just so graphic. We're going to take a break before we get into it, because it's... If you hear all of this, it's just going to bog you down. So take a minute to prepare yourself. Right, exactly. We'll be right back. Are you trying to create a podcast but don't have the money for all the equipment it takes? Maybe not so great with all the editing? Not sure how to distribute your podcast once you have everything recorded? Well, look no further because Anchor is here to help. Anchor is the easiest way to make podcasts. 
Their creation tools allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your computer or phone. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can also make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And best of all, it's free. We looked at so many different distribution websites before finding Anchor and wish we had found it sooner. They even set you up with sponsors they think will fit the vibe of your podcast, which you can accept or decline at any time. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Happy Happy podcasting! And we're back. (laughs) I'm scared. (laughs) I liked that little noise. I hope I can blow that up in audio. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, so during her... 44 day stay she was raped 500 times she was forced to pleasure herself in front of the men and had foreign objects inserted into her including fireworks that ended up burning her severely do you see why i didn't want to do this one at the tea shop yeah oh my fucking god she was starved and dehydrated leaving her options for food as cockroaches and her own urine no she had endured other vile torture including beatings being held in a freezer for hours getting her nipples ripped off her eyelids were burned with wax and lighters and dumbbells dropped on her stomach the dumbbells and brutal beatings resulted in the loss of her uh, bowel movement Holy shit. So she was not able to funk, like, regularly use the restroom. Like, her organs just started shutting down. Especially because she got burnt down there. Yeah. Like, severely. Well, yeah, she probably had internal bleeding, too. Mm -hmm. You're gonna like what she did before she passed, though. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Um, So at one point, it is reported that her hands and feet were broken so severely that she couldn't move, so she ended up urinating on herself. That didn't last for long, though, as the burns she suffered to her vagina and and internal organ damage, she was unable to urinate properly. So like I said, everything just started shutting down. The internal organ damage also caused her to vomit anything she ingested immediately. One last thing before I move on to how much of a bad bitch she was. (laughs) Her eardrums had taken quite a beating and they were so massively damaged, her brain was actually reduced. Like her brain size. Her brain just started collapsing in on itself. Holy shit. Because it could only go through so much trauma. Like when Mm -hmm. the brain goes through trauma, it swells and then it decompresses. Like Mm -hmm. on her final day, the boys made her play a game of Mahjong Solitaire. Which is just... They did not make her play Mahjong. Yeah. Okay, you know what Mahjong is. Yes, of course. I okay. love that game. Okay. okay, sorry. Even in her crippled state, she was able to win the game. <laughs> with her... Broken hands and... And feet and... She and brain eat. damage. Yeah, and brain damage. This, I love that. This enraged <laughs> them. This enraged them. She even managed to smile a little bit because she was like, haha, I fucking beat you. I'm smarter than you after all of us. Yeah, exactly. They then began to beat her with bats, golf clubs, iron dumbbells, and finally set her on fire. You look like you're about to cry. I might be. This is horrendous. Once she was dead, they stuffed her body into a 55-gallon drum. No. Why is it always the drums? Something about that rubs me, like, the wrong way. Not that all of this doesn't, but, like, just having your body shut into, like, an oil drum. It's like 
it's like really disrespectful yeah it's so degrading i'd yeah. rather you stuff me in a duffel bag and like throw me off a bridge right <laughs> something about an oil drum like, just feels so like like they use this for toxic waste even if it's a shallow grave like you still dug me a grave right <laughs> you ch- people you- are definitely like what the fuck are they on well but like and then strangulation and like chopping up people is really personal i think I don't know. yeah that's like so yeah this is just like she meant nothing to them <laughs> through through her in an right, oil drum yeah. they filled it up with cement to dispose of the body and brought it to koto japan it took a full year for authorities to locate her body they identified the four main boys who took part in her torture, but they remained anonymous until Shunkin Bunshan magazine published their names. Which, good on that Fuck magazine. Yeah. <laughs> the magazine disclosed that they did not believe they deserved any rights after the brutal torture of Junko Furuta. Two boys were 18 years old, one was 17, and the fourth one was only 16 years old. They all changed their names, but it is public record now because people just keep finding it out and they're like, fuck you guys. Like, good. They were tried as adults, but their punishment was low. I'm Three of the four boys were in prison for less than eight years. What? And the leader of the group was sentenced to 17 years in prison. That's not even, like, our minimum, I don't think. No, not for murder and no. torture. A minimum is, like... like- is it? I thought it was like at it's least like, twenty. No, for for murder and torture like that, I think oh, the minimum yeah. is actually like it's like forty to life. You know what I'm thinking of? I'm thinking of <clears throat> manslaughter. Oh yeah, the minimum is like twenty, fifteen to twenty five, depending on the degree of manslaughter. Yeah, or the type. After an appeal, the judge actually decided to add three more years onto his sentence. Oh, three more years. So he served twenty years. Okay, that's still bullshit. Mm-hmm. I love hearing cases like this though, where they go to for an appeal and they're like, you know what, fuck you. <laughs> like, actually, get why don't we sprinkle a couple more years right? on there? Right, me as a judge. <laughs> you know, what? you're right. Your sentence is wrong. Let's make it higher. Uh huh. Which I feel like that's kind of illegal, but I, I love it so. It's, like, shady, but it's not illegal. Okay. <laughs> right. They're all in their late 30s and living freely. One of her attackers, yeah. I'm not sure which because of the name change, like, it didn't say, oh, this is this person and this is this person. Right. It just said their new names. Went back to prison for seven more years because he had slashed the throat of another man who he thought was trying to lure his uh, girlfriend away. The man he attacked was okay. Which is insane. I don't fucking care that he was okay. I mean, I'm glad he's okay, but, like, do you see why this man shouldn't have got eight years? That's attempted murder. Yes. Or at least, because apparently this is the minimum. Right. That's at least assault with a deadly weapon. So, Junko's death did not go unremembered. Um, Well, I ain't gonna forget it. (laughs) (laughs) Her death actually sparked inspiration for mangas, anime, and movies, in 1995, there was an anime movie called Concrete Encased High School Girl Murder Case. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Isn't that the longest what a title. name ever? Right. Wow. Um, that was released uh, based on Junko. Another- I actually love Japanese films because they have titles like that and it's so funny to me. You know what I really want? They give you like the full plot of the movie in in the title. Okay. No, you know what I love? And if I go to China or Japan, 
um i want to get those shirts that have like poorly translated english on them <laughs> so it says like i am a hamburger <laughs> like, <laughs> like what <laughs> i love those so. iconic i think those are so funny another movie titled concrete was released in 2004 this was not confirmed online but they're uh i don't know how popular the name junko is in japan it might be super popular but there's a video game called danganronpa and it's um it takes place in a high school and basically they're trapped in this high school it's 16 kids and um you have to murder somebody and if you get away with it you get to leave the high school what the fuck kind of game if you get caught you die you get toward you get killed and the main the main bad bitch of that game her name is junko i just what kind of video game one i want to play it two these are the video games all those people are talking about Mm -hmm. (laughs) when we say that they desensitize people well the blood's pink so i mean what there's currently a petition going around to up the sentences of the four boys to life I don't know how they can do that because they're out of prison. You can't. Okay. Well, Japan's trying real hard. I mean, I don't know Japan's legal system, to be honest. But mm-hmm. you can't do that here. You know what's funny is um, there's a couple TikTok pages I follow. And one of them, the guy was like, you're telling me that in the United States, every state has different laws? And I was like, yes, isn't that stupid? Yes, it's ridiculous. Even different laws for federal crimes mm-hmm. different sentencing laws for federal crimes yeah that doesn't make any sense no it's supposed to be a federal law not don't a- get me started <laughs> not a first state don't <laughs> fucking get me started oh my god so there are also dozen of instagram pages centered around junko and the justice the people want for her <clears throat> there's nothing they can do I know. I'm sorry. I know. Which I don't want to be the really cynic, sad. but that's just not how the legal system works. They already served their time. Mm-hmm. Which is unfortunate. So here but... it would fall under double jeopardy. They can't be tried for the same crime again. They can't be tried for the same crime unless they are in the military and they get tried on a military base. Right. Or there's new evidence. So they could, like, like say they didn't know about the torture, mm-hmm. but they knew about the kidnapping and rape, and that's what they were tried for. And then oh, they, they found out be... about the torture, they could be tried just on that charge again. Right. I want to know what they were charged with, because I didn't see that, and I think I've told everybody this. The way I research is I literally go through YouTube videos and Google, yeah. and I find all these reputable, like, websites that, like, that report the case, or documentaries, or anything, like, and I use at least, like, ten different sources each time I do research, because I want to make sure it's bright, you know? Yeah. And... I didn't no, say what their charges were. Nope. What they were indicted for. That's weird. Unless I'm blind. <laughs> That's most likely for security. I would hope so. Or something similar because... Oh, well. Yeah. So that was the horrific murder of Junko Furuda. That was horrendous. Right? I'm mad. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want to do this podcast anymore. <laughs> I regret this. Listen, you just told me about a girl whose arms were cut off, okay? Yeah, and she survived. And she's a bad bitch. But Junko's a bad bitch, too. She was a bad she, bitch. She was a bad bitch. She beat those hoes in Mahjong. <laughs> Good for her. Fuck them hoes. 
And I bet they're playing like the real version, like with tiles. It's harder oh, than yeah. the computer version. And that sentencing is bullshit. I knew you'd be mad at that. I was like, what the fuck Why kind of sentencing? Why does this keep happening? At least that doesn't really happen here. If it's murder, they're like, fry them. Like, yeah. That's like the one thing they get right here. Any other sentencing laws, sexual assault, they're like, eh. You Slap them on the wrist. Boys will be boys. Oh. If I hear one more person saying that, I'm going to be the next case. Oh my gosh. For murdering someone. All right. You want to give us our, um, yeah, it's our little like detox? Yeah, sort of a detox. Yes. So, hold on. I have a list. Or something. Oh, God. I had to start making a list. Alabama would be crazy. Let me tell you something. I don't know. I remember the main one. So, <laughs> I'm going to love this. Oh, no. There was a bunch of, like, true crime stuff, and now I can't fucking remember the other ones. But the main one was. Sam. I know. I'm like. I swear I made a note. Oh, I know what the other one was. Okay, okay. two things. So they're true crime things. So, one, we, we were driving. Was that the day we were driving to the wedding? I think so. Because uh, I went to a wedding when, when, I, when I was out there. Mm-hmm. And Sam told me that her mother's, one of her mother's ex-teachers, I can't, she couldn't remember if he was like the history teacher or the gym teacher or whatever, yeah. um, murdered his wife. <gasps> so what happened was, and I was able to find the article. Oh, I think shit. I had it saved. Just kidding. Wait, no, I do still have it up. Uh, his name was, it was Gary Wayne Speak. This was in 1992. He was convicted of the murder of his wife and was sentenced to 30 years imprisonment. So, only 30? Only 30. He's out right now. Oh. And this is on law.justia.com. It's a Speak versus Alabama. So here's how the story goes. Oh, no. On Thursday, oh, I was in the, in ninety. He was convicted in ninety two. Mm. On Thursday, December thirteenth, nineteen ninety. Oh, sorry. This is a statement from Gary Speak. Okay. On Thursday, December thirteenth, nineteen ninety, my wife and I went to bed about ten p.m. and watched the news. After the news was over, I wanted to make love to Charlotte. Oh. Charlotte did not want to make love, and she brought up the ring that she had been wanting to buy. We got into a fuss about the ring. Charlotte got out of bed and put her clothes on. She put on a black sweater with a print on the front and black pants. Charlotte told me she was going to leave me alone and said she was going to find someone else to have sex with. Oh. (laughs) Then Charlotte went into the kitchen and I got out of bed and followed her. In the kitchen, Charlotte got her purse and car keys and went outside onto the back porch. I followed her. I was telling her not to go. At this point, Charlotte said some very hurting stuff to me and I lost my temper. I choked her with a belt-type rope. When I realized what I'd, I had done, I panicked. I couldn't believe what I had done. It shouldn't have happened. I cried and begged Charlotte to forgive me. After this, I put Charlotte's body into the back of my pickup truck and took her clothes off. And then oh. he later dumped her in a nearby ravine to try and hide the evidence. I killed her and then I begged her dead body for forgiveness. <clears throat> yeah. What the fuck? So later, um, her parents defended him in court <gasps> and said that their daughter was crazy. Those are shitty parents. (laughs) But, like, she was. They basically were like, our daughter was insane. And, like, I think they said, like, abusive to him. Oh. So they were like, doesn't excuse it. I can't understand. (laughs) They said that in court. Oh, my God. But also, she really said, I'm going to go have sex with someone else. I probably would have lost my shit, too. So he got caught and convicted. He's out now. Lovely. And Sam thinks he lives in the same house. 
Oh. Oh, he was also, um, so he was her mom's teacher at some point, and then yeah. he was later a principal of a different school, um, just before that happened. Interesting. Right? Okay. Okay. So, pretty f- I was like, wait, what? I... <laughs> so many questions. Mm-hmm. So while we were in Alabama, Sam got an email oh. from her school. Uh, she's going out. She's going to Auburn out there, guys. Just tell them everything about Sam. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, get and her addresses. <laughs> <laughs> so Auburn emailed them a safety advisory. Oh. Said early this morning, a student reported that she was walking on a street near the um, college. When an unidentified male in his late 20s to early 30s pulled up in a newer model white van and tried to give her a ride. She noticed that the van had tools in the back and no rear seats, so she ran away from the van and the vehicle left the area. Uh, She may have initially mistaken the van for a security shuttle. A detailed description of the driver was not provided. Yikes. And then they went on to say, like, all of our security shuttles are marked. The, like, security officers wear uniforms. Yeah. Do not get into a van if you don't know that. Right. And they have, like, um, like, their tags and everything. Right. Um, but isn't that scary? That's fucking terrifying. So. As, like, as soon as she's about to start. She's like, great. Yeah, I was like, uh. Thanks. And it was right near the street, like, where we had spent, because we had been in, like, college town, and we had spent a bunch of oh. time on that street. And then, like, a day or so later, she got another email from them. Okay. And it says, so it was a couple of days later, it said, we recently sent out a campus safety advisory about a suspicious incident involving a male trying to give a female a ride. Following the advisory, three additional reports were received from females of similar behavior on the same date occurring on campus near one of the halls. Okay. Um, one of the females reported that she initially accepted the ride oh. and that the suspect took her to another location and attempted to kiss her, <gasps> at which time she exited the vehicle and he drove away. And then they give out a description of the guy. I have chills. I was I like, hate that. Sam, do not be walking around. Like, right. I was like, girl, you not victim blaming, but like, why'd you get in his van? <laughs> Don't get in the van. Don't ever get in the van. Ever. The creepy white van. Like, and then again, they listed, they were like, our security shuttles are marked. <laughs> like, yeah. it's not like they seriously say like security. They have a light on them and they're in uniform and they have like their car or their security ID posted in the window. People like, really do not be <laughs> be reading their emails. I know. I was like, girl, but that was all on the same day. So there's four oh. instances oh on the God. same day of this guy trying to pick people no, up. No, that was like a predator or something. Yeah. And I'm like, oh I God. hope they catch him. She hasn't sent me any updates yet. They gave out like a pretty detailed description yeah. from that girl's account. But I was like, he's really out like trying to find a victim. He tried oh. to pick up four girls. Oh my God. And I'm like sitting there like true crime brain analyzing it because i'm like okay well he let her run off when he tried to kiss her which means he's still like like kind of immature right in the crime level but like this will escalate quickly if he's trying to pick up four girls in the same day oh yeah because at this point he's he's out searching yeah he is on the like, hunt like i told her i said make sure like i told her to text all her friends like make sure you check your email like did you see the safety advisory yeah. send it to all of your friends and tell them to send it to their friends like because i told her i was like She's like, well, I check my email every day. I was like, I don't check my email. I'm like, every yeah. day. So make sure everyone you know that is around there checks their email. There was something else. Thanks. I can't remember what it was. And it just kept popping up. I was like, why do you want to move here? Right. <laughs> this place is scary. Oh, my God. I hope that was a palate cleanser. 
pretty dark. It was kind of entertaining. It was kind of funny, though. Yeah, it was kind of funny. It's also a little crazy. All right, you guys. That's our episode, and uh, <laughs> we will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Gotta find my pillow pit.